It's our guy, the great Jigsaw Cotillo. T. Cotillo 23 is where you can find him on socials, heat ratio, sports, and every day on a daily ticket around 350-ish. He provides us with the best in fantasy advice around. Jigsaw, how you doing, my friend? I'm great, Sean. You're you're excited today. You're all fired up. I like it. Oh, man, I'm ready to go. You know why I'm fired up? I'm fired up for a number of reasons. But as I pointed out, opening day on April 1st, I did see somebody that was, I think, hitting the glue. I saw somebody pop up, and Jansen responded to him, said that he thinks the Phils will win the division. Now, Jigsaw, I know you're a guy that likes to stir things up, but there is not one ounce of anything in your body that is making you believe the Phillies can win the division, right? Hell yeah, there is. Absolutely. I, listen, I, I was on the Phillies bandwagon a month ago, and I was always James a couple times sparking up the Phillies. And I told you the 80-and-a-half number is going to get blown away. So you better bet the over right now because they're going to win close to 90 games. They're going to win close to 90 I games. I am all for having the Phillies having a good season. I am not d- denying that. But to win the division, that's another level. Well, there's a lot of things that go into that, right? So you look, you know, I'm not worried about the Marlins. And the, the Mets are questionable every year. Even though they got sure. better, you still, that's on paper. Mm-hmm. The Nationals, I think everybody is, is really projecting them a little too high. I mean, Strasburg just came off the mound the other day, already hurt. You have Scherzer, who we keep talking about. When is he finally going to take a step back, right? So even though they have Juan Soto, they're not a complete team by any means. I mean, so you're just looking at the Braves. And if if the Braves pitching staff, which is what it's going to come down to, Mm -hmm. it's going to come down to the Braves pitching staff against the Phillies lineup, in my opinion. And if they tweak that And what I mean by tweak, if they have an injury, what I mean by the Braves, like they did last year, in that rotation, that's going to open it up right for the Phillies. And I think they can hang with them all the way to September. Wow. Well, you're painting a beautiful picture. I mean, I'm stepping back. I'm, I'm admiring it. It's beautiful. I see the blue waves and that boat is out there. Like goodwill hunting, you know, like you know, we're sitting there looking at the painting. Um, I, I just, I don't know. I, I look at the Braves because the Braves, the Braves are everything. That's, that's the one team. I'm with you. Put the Mets to the side. I think they're going to be better than what people are thinking. Uh, but now it's starting to carry over to the other side. I think people are getting a little carried over with the Mets. Tomorrow and stop it. Uh, 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 the Nationals, I can see where you're at. But the Braves, I just can't get past it. I mean, Acuna, uh, you, you, we know the names. And they're so consistent. They do it every year. And all they did was get stronger in the pitching staff. They did, but so did we on the back end. That's what you need to think about. Right? There is a, there's a couple things. You, I, I said this the other day when I tweeted it out. I said plus five. And what I said plus five was you at least have to give us plus five going into this year for all the, the shenanigans that, we, that happened to us with the bullpen. Right? So if you just give us plus five, we're a playoff team. We were all, we were already a playoff team, and that's with Nick Pavetta and Vince Velasquez getting trotted out there to get killed every other day, right? So mm-hmm. now you actually have a couple of veterans in Moore and Anderson who actually could hold it together a little bit, and you have a couple really good bullpen pieces. So if you take that with a lineup that goes seven to eight deep, I'll tell you, Sean, I think everybody's sleeping on the Phillies. I really do. 
All right. Well, let's just take a quick peek at the odds. There's definitely value there. Plus 875 to win the division. So I'm not hating that. I did take them on the yes. It was plus 280 to to make it to the playoffs. Let's take a quick peek at that. I, I don't know if it's moved. Oh, my. Yeah. Yes. 285. Plus 285 uh, for the Phillies to make the playoffs. So. For me, I would say that's you look. If you want to sprinkle on them winning the division, I I wouldn't hate it for anybody out there. But plus two eighty five, if you think they're going to win the division, you have to go ahead and 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 take them to make the playoffs because plus two eighty five is still a nice payout. And I know you agree with that one. Yeah, I, I, and sort of try factor there too. Take the over on the eighty and a half, right? So you take the over on the eighty and a half. You take on the winning division. I mean, you're set. You're you're set. You got a good payday, right? So, uh, listen, Joe Girardi's a difference. We're seeing it with the Sixers, with Doc Rivers instead of Brett Brown. Now you have a veteran coach, and, and you have a good back end of the bullpen. So uh, I'm very excited for the Phillies coming. What are you seeing right now for the outfield as far as the Phillies are concerned? Uh, you know, I, 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 it comes down to the personal feelings against the sports analyst feelings, right? Because uh, I don't want to give the guy any recognition because I don't want to say his name, but – the one guy who we all know that looks like he's going to win a center field job, to me, doesn't even deserve to be playing right now. But taking that into consideration, you know, if they're able to lock down that center field position, that's something that they've had problems with. You get cuts back, and obviously you have Harper. Which are, your, your bullpen, I mean, your outfield is good, but the problem in center field was always Adam Hazley, who's probably not a major league starter. You have Scott Kingery, who's showing that he may have to end up in the minor leagues. And, you know, I don't want to say his name, but the, the, the O-name guy, you know, in, in center field, and he's been lighting on fire. Then you have the dark host to our courts of Mickey Moniak. So there's a lot of question marks, but I think they're more positive question marks mm-hmm. that can be answered this year than as opposed to last year, especially in center field. All right. We're talking to Jigsaw Cotillo, all things fantasy here. with a little Phillies and MLB conversation, of course, sprinkled in. Highly opinionated Tony Jigsaw Cotillo. That's why he's got the nickname Jigsaw, but you can give him a follow at <laughs> Cotillo23. Um, all right, let's go ahead and switch gears and bring it on over because this will obviously – bring us into the whole conversation about the league as well. Uh, just as far as some batters, let's start with the offense. Let's start with guys that are stepping up to the plate that you absolutely cannot pass on if you have the opportunity to draft them whenever it comes up here in the next couple of days because the opening day is right around the corner. So all for the people out there, as far as season-long fantasy for MLB, when do people like normally draft? Is it like the day before, You know, the weekend before? How does that yeah. normally work? Yeah, it's usually a couple days before because you really have to wait for the rosters to round out to see who's going to be starting with the team, who's going to be down AAA. Because, you know, certain leagues, even in season long, you can take flyers on guys in the last couple rounds of the draft that may even start in AAA that you want to hold on to, hoping that they're going to come up maybe halfway through. So there's a little strategy based upon that. Usually a couple days before is the best time. A lot of people do it the night before. So March 31st, 9 o'clock, they're sitting in front of the computer. They're drafting because they want to get the best possible lineup that they can get before opening that. All right. And some of the batters that you're looking at that are mm. can't miss that you can't pass on. Top five big sticks in MLB. What do we got? So, you know, again, obviously you say I'm opinionated. I always have a different stance than other people. But I talked about this on the show. And just, just start from the top. To me, Juan Soto, to me, is by far the best player 
in Major League Baseball right now from a fantasy perspective. Uh, he's a, a can't-miss performer on a Washington national team. That's, he's going to get a lot of pitches. He's got some protection in the lineup. Obviously, he loses Rendon, but he gets a couple more pieces back. So he's just so talented. And, and between him and Ronald Acuna Jr., we already matched it in Atlanta. I, I mean, this kid is unbelievable. He does it all. He steals bases. He makes spectacular plays in the outfield, even though that doesn't give you any fancy perspective. But he's just an exciting young player. So for me, they, they lead the top. But then you go to the veterans. In Mike Trout, the guy who's a, a, a perennial Hall of Famer, one of the best players to ever play the game that we get to watch in our prime, on an Angels lineup that, again, with Rendon, a, a one-two punch is pretty prolific. And again, Otani back this year that looks really good in spring training, and he's pitching well at, at the same time. So you got a big three in the middle of that lineup anchored by Mike Trout. So for me, can't miss, followed up by Fernando Tatis Jr., who we talked about in San Diego, extremely. And then, again, it goes to Mookie Betts, who's just phenomenal. Those, those five guys right there, you can't miss on. And you got to get an opportunity to draft them. You have to take them, no questions asked. Yeah, Mookie Betts is incredible. Uh, it's just it's mm. a lot of fun. I can't wait to get MLB back because, you know, it was such a short season last year that I feel like we were robbed of, of a lot of good at-bats and a, a, a fun summer. Uh, I thought it was good, don't get me wrong, but still the fact that there was no fans in the stands rubbed me the wrong way. still does to this day. So I'm looking forward to the uh, upcoming MLB season, that's for sure. I know you are as well. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. There's nothing better. I'll be looking at it right now. I know you're in a studio. And, you know, you walk outside, though, it's, it's still light out at 730 at night, 60 degrees. I mean, this is, this is what we live for, man. Yes. I'll tell you, man, I walked out of the studio yesterday, and it was perfect. It was 625, and it was still bright as, bright as day, and it was nice and 60 degree, whatever it was. I felt like just cruising and, and popping the, the roof down and, and listening to the summertime, but I went home instead. And bellying up at a bar. And bellying up at a bar. bar. <laughs> Right, throwing that throwing that seven o'clock baseball first. Let's hit, go. Let's hey, you're go, rolling, man. I can't wait. Oh my man, Jigsaw Gatillo, all things fantasy here for us on the Gambler does a bang up job. Uh, some general questions. How about this? The formulating your roster. It's a, look, it's it's an obvious question that everybody needs to ask, and I feel like it's to each their own. But the Jigsaw approach. Well, you know, obviously you talked about season one, and there's just so many different factors that go into it, but one of the most important things is you have to use a tier system more than any other sport. I mean, we talk about it in football, but the tier system in baseball is huge because there's such a drop-off in talent regarding each specific position. So I've talked about this before, but I made a comparison between Bryce Harper and Manny Machado because obviously there's about 20 elite outfielders. I should, maybe I shouldn't say elite, but 20 very, very good sound outfielders that can carry your team, but there's probably only five to seven third basemen. So when you come off to that pick, you have to put that in perspective and say, do I take Manny and then come on the back end and still probably get a guy like Bryce Harper? Or because I really like Bryce, I have to take it. So sometimes you have to take your, you know, your personal feelings out of it and you have to go what's right in front of you. But uh, for me, I would say pitch and win championships. Uh, I've said it all the time. I said it again. Me and you have talked. Well, you know, I, I, I join an analyst league every year, and I told you before, if, if you don't get two pitchers and they don't win, you don't win. You just don't cash. It's the way it works. Same thing as season-long fantasy. 
You have to have two anchors at the top of the pen. And for me, this year specifically is when you have to go pitching number one overall. Just like, you know, again, I know I'm the wide receiver guy in fantasy, number one overall. Well, I'm taking a pitcher number one overall if I'm in fantasy baseball season long. This year because there's not many of them in my opinion, and in the top five. With that being said, let's go into it. Top five pitchers to Jigsaw Cotillo. So I have a little different list, obviously, than most people, but I know everybody loves Jacob DeGrom, and I love I love Jacob DeGrom. He's fantastic. But the thing with Jacob DeGrom is he's still on an inconsistent baseball team. And my number one guy, and I'm telling you right now, Sean, that I'm really leaning towards taking this guy Number one overall, if I had that pick in a draft, and that's Trevor Bauer. And I know it's a bold statement, but this is what you have to look at with Trevor Bauer. Last year, he played for a terrible Cincinnati Reds team, right? Uh, And he's still 1.73 ERA and .79 whip, which is elite. It's elite. And now he goes to an elite team with the Dodgers. You don't think that he's going to get another five wins and have another stellar season. So for me, in my opinion, Trevor Bauer is the number one overall pitcher this year in fantasy, followed by DeGrom. And you got to love Garrett Cole. He had a great year last year when it comes out to strikeout rate, more than 8.5 per nine. So he's always going to be good for New York. Then you got to go Shane Bieber. Don't call me Justin, right? And, you know, he's going to be really good. And then we're going to follow this up by Jack Flaherty. So Flaherty Ooh. for the St. Louis Cardinals are very underrated this year. Uh, they get Nolan Arenado. They mm-hmm. have a nice, nice, right? They have a nice piece formulation in that lineup. A couple, a couple young guys in that lineup as well. And Flaherty was really, really good, and he's underrated. And now he has an offense behind him. So I think he's he finishes up my top five as a really, really good pitching, uh, you know, really good pitcher for fantasy. Cardinals are actually favored to win the division, plus one hundred five. Brew crew right behind them at plus three hundred. Reds plus three thirty. Cubbies plus four twenty five, and the Pirates, poor Pirates, plus sixty five hundred. Mm. But the Cards favored right now, and I think it's because yeah. of the off, off the uh, moves that they made and and are now those an incredible third baseman. So nice pickup. We're not them. a Pittsburgh team. I'll tell you that. <laughs> exactly. <Blame that>. <laughs> That's got to be one of the worst teams to ever have as, as your home team in the world, I'll tell you. They're just never good. Is there a dark horse or maybe like an undervalued or overvalued type of player or, you know, somebody that, uh, well, not overvalued, that wouldn't fit here, but an undervalued dark horse, somebody that people are sleeping on as far as, let's stay on the offensive side of things for fantasy. Who are you looking at? Well, you know, I, I got a couple guys, and, and two of them, uh, I'll tell you, are, are guys that are going to give an ADP of the round. 40 to 30, and one of them is Christian Yelich. And Christian Yelich was a triple crown threat two years ago and then kind of fell off the map last year, battled a couple things, battled you know some depression, uh, some anxiety issues, battled some soft tissue injuries, and, and just never really came back to fruition. But you look at a guy who's, who's number one motivated, number two comes off of – it's so hard to look at that 60-game season and really take a lot off of it, but in the spring he's been really hot. So I think a lot of people are going to sleep on him and not expect the potential. And another guy's Corey Seager. Corey Seager for the, for the Los Angeles Dodgers is just completely being overlooked. His ADP is 40 to 41, and I think it should be in the 20s. I mean, this kid, he had 15 home runs. Right in 54 games, the year before he hit 17 home runs in 134. So just think about that. That's a ridiculous number, which means he can easily hit 25. 
And and he's a shortstop, and that's a position that is not of strength when it comes to fantasy. So, uh, and, and sticking on shortstop, keep an eye on a guy named Jonathan Shoup. Keep an eye on that name. He's a guy who's consistently 17 to 18 home runs. He knocks in about 70, steals some bases. You can get him really late, hold your line together. And the last guy I saw you is Gene Segura. Check out Gene Segura because he's playing second base this year for the Phillies. Uh, I really think he's going to come to camp. He's, he looks good. He looks like he's, he's more at home at second base. They got a killer lineup like we talked about. Guys who like to knock in runs. He's going to score a lot of runs. You can get them really, really cheap. Interesting. All right. Well, you got me believing in the Phils right now. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting you hyped up about the Phils, aren't I? Getting me hyped up. About to sprinkle some on that plus 850. <laughs> Give me something to cheer for. Hey, you know what? I got enough money spent on the Phillies. Let's just put it that way. We're, we're locked in as far as them making the playoffs, and uh, that would be a nice little payday after it's all said and done. Plus, we would get some playoff baseball, which we haven't had in quite some damn time. I'm always... Uh, I'm, we, we need that. I'm, we need that. Oh, no doubt. Uh, no doubt. I'm always intrigued... When Jigsaw gives me a list of things to get into, and he underlines bold predictions. I always <laughs> want to hear Jigsaw's bold predictions. So if you were to say, I got three bold predictions, let's count them down. Don't give me the best one first. Give me three. Mm-hmm. What's number three on your list when it comes to bold predictions? I don't know if this is so much as bold, and it does tie into fantasy, but... I still think Bryce Harper is the MVP this year in 2021. I think Bryce Harper has an MVP season, and I think he gets voted MVP for the National League. I really do. I, I think he's he's going to have a historic year for the Phillies. Uh, I, you know, listen. That's bold. I predicted this last. I, well, I predicted this last year, and he did start off a little hot, and the, you know, and then all of a sudden, season got suspended, and it comes back, and. You know, or it got canceled. What are we going to do? We're going to play 50, 60 games. But for me, Bryce Harper this year, and I'm talking, Sean, when I say historic, I'm saying I see Bryce Harper hitting 42 to 45 home runs this Woo! year, knocking in about 120, and, and, you know, and, and just setting Citizens Bank Park on fire. <laughs> uh, you know, he, listen, I'm telling you. Man, I love it. I, I feel it. I feel that. And here's the thing. You have to look at the lineup. Yeah, and, you know, you have to look. You know, J.T. Romuto is such – he's more than people give him credit for. Mm-hmm. He's a better player than people give him credit for. And he deserved to get paid, which he did. So, uh, for me, yes, that, that's one of my bold predictions is Bryce Harper, to me, MVP year, 100%. So, I, I keep it Philly-centric, mm-hmm. uh, put it that way. Um, we, we touched on uh, – we, we only have to go to the first one because we touched on the first one. And that was my first bowl prediction was Trevor Bauer okay. uh, being the number one pitcher in baseball. So we already talked about that. Man, you know, there's there, there's a couple more, man. Let me think. What You know, maybe, oh, man, what do I want to do? Bold prediction. You know, I, well, that's what I'm trying to give you. I'm trying to give you bowl predictions, right? And I want to give somebody, people that don't understand who I'm talking about. Because I, I, I would go like a Joey Gallo Bowl prediction, but not everybody knows that. Let's say, you know what? Let, let let's let's go with Nolan Arenado. All right. So I, I'm a you know here's here's I love Nolan Arenado, and I think he's a fantastic player. But I, I feel like if you were an owner and you had to get rid of one of your top players, and not actually have to get rid of them. If you had a choice, do we pay him? Do we keep? Do we get rid of them? They got rid of him too easily for me. I think he struggles this year in St. Louis. I really do. I think, you know, last year Goldschmidt 
you know, that was the big move for Sam, for, for St. Louis. I'm actually not even looking at Nolan Arenado this year. I think that he is going to actually buy into that theory that he's a better player at Coors Field than he is anywhere else. I know he was an MVP candidate. I know everybody was in love with him. But I think this is the year, in my opinion, I don't even think he hits 25 home runs. And for me, that's really low for Nolan Arenado. So I, I don't think that's his year. So I'll give you that bold prediction. Both or two two straight seasons back in 15-16 hit 40 jacks. Then he followed up 37, yep. 38, and 41 in 2019. Big. But, Big. as you said, that all came at Coors Field. And that is a huge deal. And uh, players pay, pay the price for that. There's always a player. Right, and there's always a player. So mm-hmm. we all know that there's all there's actually more than one in baseball. There's always a couple that we all predict, and and they're very consistent. But then they had that off year, and I just think with the whole COVID situation, changing scenery, going with different team, new stadium. I know that's what he wanted to do, but. Sometimes it just doesn't always work. Looks great on paper. It just doesn't always work. The great Tony Jigsaw Cotilla always works for us here on The Gambler. Fantastic job as usual. Getting us fired up for all things fantasy coming up here. Like I said, opening day, I believe, is nine days away. Somebody said that to me yesterday. I want to say they were saying ten. Is it nine days? Today is the 23rd. Is there... I don't know. Well, anyways, it's April 1st. So we're, so we're, we're, yeah, so we're basically nine days, yeah. right? Because eight days will be the Somewhere around there, yep. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah April- we're, we're, we're almost there, man. We'll be, you'll be hearing that knock of the bat. Oh, man. The, the, the knock of the glove, man. I can't wait. Let's do it. Jigsaw, you the man. Always a pleasure. I look forward to your vignettes tomorrow. Picking back up here on the Daily Ticket around 350-ish. Good luck on all your plays, and uh, always fun uh, crunching some numbers and talking baseball with Jigsaw.